Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats in Lexington. I am still in Florida currently, and we'll be recording this while I'm visiting my grandpa. We're going to have Kyle Tucker on this edition of the show. Uh, it had to be recorded via an app because there isn't cell service, a ton of cell service or Wi-Fi here, uh, so the audio isn't as great as it could be, but we wanted to make sure Kyle got to say a few words about what he saw in Kentucky's win over Penn State. Plus, in this edition of the show, we're going to share some audio from Cash Daniel. And as you can already know, you're going to enjoy it because Cash Daniel is the greatest. Uh, I'll start by wrapping up a few things that we promised on the last edition of the podcast. Uh, One... I wanted to tell you guys what Josh Allen said at the end of the press conference. As I mentioned, you you might have already seen it, um, but I'll kind of explain it again because it was such a fun moment when you're when we're sitting in the in the big press room, which was nearly to capacity because so many people were down there from both Penn State and Kentucky's media contingent. And you saw C.J. Conrad and Terry Wilson kind of walk through the press room. They were ready to get their interviews underway. Uh, Coach Mark Stoops, Benny Snell, and Josh Podium had been in the had been speaking for about 15 minutes or so, and then then you could see that the moderator was about ready to wrap it up, and he actually did start to wrap it up and said, "All right, I want to we want to thank Josh Allen, Mark Stoops, and Benny Snell for their time." And then Josh Allen says, "No, no, no, I got one more thing to say." He said, "Make sure you're all recording this," and we all were. He goes, if I'm not number one, I don't know who is. And then he walked off the stage, and Benny Snell and Mark Stoops both just had this biggest smile on their faces, were cracking up, and Benny Snell something, said something to the extent of, you tell him, boy, and then clapped, and then they, they hugged it out as they walked off the podium together. It was a fun moment, and in all honesty, can you disagree with him? I mean, if you listen to the last edition of this podcast, we had... Uh, comments from C.J. Conrad after the game, and and he gave his pitch about about Josh Allen and just what an incredible talent he is. So, I mean, when you're going through different guys, and I understand that the quarterback position is completely, you know, on a different level when it comes to value, but I would argue that the second most important position is getting to the quarterback, and that's something that Josh Allen has proven he can do. He did it three times against Penn State, and I mean, he was just phenomenal all year, as evidenced by the fact that he won basically every trophy you could imagine for the defensive side of the ball. So, um, uh, also, we were talking about Eddie Grand, and you know, Kyle and I might get into this a little bit more later, but I did want to just kind of give uh, my thoughts briefly on Eddie Grand, and listen, I, I'm not saying he's above criticism. But what I don't think is necessarily fair is he gets it from both sides. He gets uh, called too conservative when he just runs the ball a couple of times. And then on the flip side, when he does try something a little bit innovative or kind of a trick play where it's a reverse or a wildcat formation and it doesn't work, he gets called, said that that's a bad play call as well. I mean, summing up the game, they had a great third quarter offensively and the rest was kind of lacking. But that kind of is what it is, I guess. And, you know, he they were able to score enough points with the aid of special teams uh, to get the win. And so that's that's kind of your job. And when you have a, a special defense, as Kentucky did this season, which the stats bear out, they were 
really, really impressive. I believe Corey Price, who's a great follow on Twitter, tweets out a ton of stats, was the it said that Kentucky was the only team to only give up more than 24 points once. So of all the games this season, I believe that was the Georgia game where they gave up more than 24. Kentucky gave up 24 points or less. That's a crazy stat. And it just shows that Mark Stoops had really built an impressive defense. Um, When we talked to Kyle, he'll he'll mention the atmosphere a little bit. And I didn't get into too much depth when he was talking about it. But it was a crazy scene, to be honest with you guys. From the start, I mean, there there were Penn State fans were on our side of the field, the press box side of the field. And so I heard them, and they were getting loud, specifically in the fourth quarter when Penn State was trying to make that comeback. But the Kentucky fans showed out without question. And I think one of the more surreal moments was when the crowd started chanting, Benny, Benny, Benny. And then I think it happened twice. And the first time he scores the touchdown, and that was that magical moment we discussed on the last edition of the podcast, was where he breaks the all-time record, scores a touchdown, drops to his knees, and all his teammates around him. But then they did it again uh, on the last offensive drive for Kentucky that was able to kill all the clock. And that was just such a great moment for him. And uh, the Kentucky fans were unbelievable in that game. The atmosphere around Orlando, the few the days I were down there were unbelievable. There were Kentucky fans everywhere. The pep rally was so packed that, um, I mean, it was, I was, I had to move. The band director made me move where I was standing because I was in the way of where the band wanted to get to and there was no other way around it because there were so many Kentucky fans. They kind of handed in this little spot, uh, you know, this little corner in what they called uh, Point Orlando, which is one of the kind of tourist destinations. There's a lot of shops and they had a stage and uh, Mark Stoops and Benny Snell both were on the stage, and, and they talked to the crowd, and the crowd was going crazy. It, it was just, the whole whole weekend was, was just almost perfect for Kentucky fans. And then, you know, when you, when you get the celebrations, and uh, Mark Stoops, after on the podium when he was receiving the trophy, you know, says there's no more question who the real blue and white is. Uh, nice little kind of jab at at the Penn State contingent that we're talking some trash about how who the real big blue is. I actually did hear one Penn State fan say at some point, how can they call themselves big blue? We're blue. Uh, I mean, Michigan and Penn State, I got news for you guys. Like, when you go to an elementary school and you look at a color wheel, the blue on that is much closer than the blue that you guys wear up in Big Ten country. Um, a couple other notes that I did want to make, specifically from the the post-game press conference, Mark Stoops, Josh Allen, and Benny Snell all talked together. And I, as I said on the last podcast, you know, I have the full video on BigBlueInsider.com, and it's on my timeline. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. But Mark Stoops kind of, and he's made this point before about changing the climate comparatively to changing the culture and he discussed how this team he thinks has done that climate is kind of easier to change the way he surmised it and you know when you think about it maybe like in your house necessarily you know you're able to turn up the heat or the air conditioning a little bit and you can change those kind of things but the culture 
they he felt felt like this this team changed the culture and it's going to be able they'll be able to build on this going forward and then the final note from from that is you know it was really cool comments from from Benny Snell and and Josh Allen added to him a little bit they discussed the the brotherhood obviously which is it's cliched to a certain extent, um, but I mean it's it's accurate. You know, when, when you talk about what these guys goes together, goes through together on a normal football season, and most of the time, you know, that's just ridiculous practice schedules, trying to be a college student and you know be a big time um, football player. Uh, but when you look at this season as a whole, you have the Josh Pascal aspect, you have the John Schlarman aspect, uh, the Marco Shemwell family, the the young young boy who was tragically killed when he was leaving a football game and all those things you know could have could have caused maybe division isn't the right word but you know it would have been people could you could take that either way you know it could have been a why me situation with one of your teammates has cancer and one of your coaches has cancer or you use it as motivation and when you look back on this season it's pretty clear that the team used it as motivation and that's what Benny Snell spoke to uh, after the game Um, coming up next we are going to talk to Kyle Tucker about the game and uh, don't worry we will talk to him more. We'll be recording with him going in, going into basketball season. We'll preview Alabama and some SEC basketball on the next edition of Locked On Kentucky. Uh, so stay tuned, and you'll get to hear from Kyle Tucker. First time in a couple days on this podcast. But at first, I do want to tell you guys about First Watch, which was recently voted Lexington's best breakfast. They got something delicious called Million Dollar Bacon. You've heard us talk about it before. Uh, it's basically, you know, candied bacon uh, with kind of the, the brown sugar and cinnamon. I don't know all the ingredients, honestly. I, I'm probably speaking out of turn. Um, but either way, whatever whatever's on there, it's delicious, and it makes my mouth water just thinking about it. You can also try um, some of their other dishes, like the lemon ricotta pancakes, elevated egg sandwich, and they even have stuff like smoked salmon Benedict. First Watch is just a breakfast and lunch spot. They're open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day, but they get busy. But there is a way to help with that. They have a mobile app, which you can use to check on wait times and even get in line um, before you get there. It's super easy to use. They've got three restaurants in Lexington, all of which are locally owned, and a few in Louisville and up in Cincinnati, too. So if you're in those areas, listen to this podcast. Just go find the closest first watch to you. So if you're listening to this um Get the first watch and let us know what you think about it. First watch. Yeah, it's fresh. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now joined by Kyle Tucker, who makes a triumphant return to the podcast. Uh, Kyle, I feel like it's been forever. How you been, buddy? It's been good. Good. Had a, had a good New Year and uh, New Year's Eve. And I spent all of New Year's Day sick. Some kind of stomach bug. So that was fun. I've been down my at the entire New Year's Day until about 10.30 last night. So, But I did see the football game. So, uh, Yeah, well, interesting. If, you're go- if you're going to be sick, New Year's Day, you know, I, well, I will put it like this. There might be a lot of people sick, but they don't necessarily have bugs. But you get to watch a ton of football if you're stuck in bed. And, Kyle, of course, you watched the Kentucky win over Penn State. Um, just you, I'll just let you take it. What, what stood out the most to you? Well, I think probably what stood out to everybody just – how, um, I guess, cool would be one word, but also unlikely, I think, in a way, unlikely 
that it was such a storybook game. I mean, and it almost looked like it was going to be a nightmare, but it, it ended up being pretty much a perfect sort of storybook ending. Um, you know, you get to the 10 wins for the first time since 77 and only the third time in school history. You beat a, a story program like Penn State, all of that. But to do it with Josh Allen and Benny Snell being the total stars of the show one last time in their last game is, I mean, I think unlikely. I mean, and likely in the sense that they're the two best players is not that weird, but when does it ever work out quite that way? Um, it's just unusual, you know, and, and really it's at this day and age kind of unusual that either of them played, certainly that Josh Allen played, but that they played to the very end, that they were having to make critical plays at the very end, and they did. Um, I, it's, it's, it is one of those things like you can't write it better than that. Um, three sacks. Has he ever had a three sack game for all the sacks he's had? Has he had a three sack game? I'm not sure. That might have been his first. Um, but a three sack and block field goal game for Josh Allen in that moment. And then Benny Stell breaks the career rushing record. But also after that, it felt like Kentucky sort of exhaled. Everyone sort of viewed that as the punctuation that it was over. It was 27-7. Penn State roars back. McSorley trying to write his own perfect ending, playing maybe on a broken foot. That was initially reported, said he was going to be out, comes back in. All of a sudden, it's 27-24 with three minutes to go, and it feels like it's slipping away. And, and Benny, who I would imagine thought was pretty much done with his day when he had that record-breaking touchdown run, comes back in, runs eight times in the final uh, possession and runs the clock out, picks up two really difficult hard-charging first-down conversions. And I don't know, like I said, I just, for it to be that perfect, I think we have 140-yard touchdowns. 144. Breaks the record, clinches the game. Very rarely, I think, does something, does it work out so perfectly? Uh, Does an ending happen so perfectly uh, like that? And, you know, Incredible. I mean, really incredible. I, who knows what's next? I think the big question now is like, is this a program thing or was this a, you know, have they built a program more than a building up to this one year's team where they can sustain success? Maybe not 10 wins, but can they be an eight or nine win team, you know, year after year? We're about to find out. I think they're positioned pretty well. A bunch of young guys played well, but whatever happens next, it doesn't really matter in my eyes. It matters, but it's like if they don't back it up with a nine-win season, this season will stand alone on its own as a, an incredible achievement when you haven't done something in over 40 years. You've only done it twice in your history. Uh, and then to do it with the National Defensive Player of the Year who played like it from start to finish and one of the best running backs in the country who played like it from start to finish and did it and delivered in all the biggest games and then they both deliver in the, in the final game. That's mm-hmm. That people will never forget this team, and I and I do believe there'll be at least one statue erected um, on campus connected to this team. Now, Mark Stoops is definitely probably going to be part of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen and Benny Snell get a piece of it too. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know about the, the Benny Snell moment, and in, in all honesty, 
most people would would love to kind of end a career on a, a touchdown as seconds expire or a sack as seconds expire, something along those lines. But Benny Snell grinding out those hard, hard yards when everybody knew he was going to get the ball was kind of the perfect summation of his career at Kentucky because that's what he was doing for almost all of it. That and, and, and before those carries, the, the record breaks the 12-yard touchdown run, leaping to the crowd and saying, like, put, I, I think what he was indicating, he put one finger up, like, I only need one, I'm getting one carry. Uh, so, I mean, he couldn't have made it clear that he was getting the ball there, too. Everybody knew it, and he ran right through the middle of Tennessee's defense, not for the four yards or whatever it was that he needed for the record, but for a 12-yard touchdown run and then kind of dropped to his knees there. The images of that were special, too, just the emotion of it. I mean, that was cool to watch. You know, having been a guy who I, I covered really good 10-win, I covered seven consecutive 10-win teams at Virginia Tech, and then my first game on the Kentucky beat was 25,000 people showed up, 120 degrees and 9,000% humidity in Nashville to see them barely beat Western Kentucky and Morgan Newton uh, tripped and fell. And, you know, I was like, what program is this? You know, to see how bad they had been uh, and for how many years in a row, to go from that and 2-10 and and 2-10 and again and March this first year to this was hard to really fathom. I mean, it really is. If you really understood, if you had a really deep and full understanding of how bad things were in 2012, horrific facilities, no history, zero talent, I mean almost zero talent, certainly zero SEC talent, um, you know, and just the state of things and fan apathy and all of that to, to what we saw too. I mean, mentioned, we haven't mentioned that. That crowd was at what at least fifty percent Kentucky yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, I, I kind of suffered from a, a little bit of a, of a bad view because I was looking at all the Kentucky fans, but I was on the Penn State side. That's where the press box was, so I would hear the Penn State fans getting really loud. But I saw the mass of Kentucky. I don't know. I, 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 if I ventured to guess, it was probably close to fifty-fifty and maybe sixty-forty swung to Kentucky. Um, but there were a lot of fans from both sides, but there was just a ton of Kentucky fans there. And a cool, I mean, just a cool overall atmosphere. Uh, you know, take nothing away from, I was impressed with Penn State, the way they played. McSorley was incredible, and their crowd was great. Uh, I mean, to me, that was one of the best environments and crowds of the bowl season. Uh, yeah. I, you know, excluding, you know, playoff games, that may have been the best. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question. And, and one play I, I uh, want to get you on, and uh, Kyle Tucker will be talking, and I will be talking a little bit better connection soon once I leave Florida in an upcoming podcast. But uh, kind of a moment that stood out was when Penn State went for it on fourth down, tried to fake the punt, Kentucky stopped them, and you saw a ton of emotion from Mark Stoops and a lot of the conversation going up to it. People had kind of remembered back to when Franklin scored late when he was coaching Vanderbilt and could have ran out the clock. It seems like Stoops leading up to the game had kind of held his tongue to a certain extent. Um, but in that moment, he kind of – he didn't go after Franklin, but I forget exactly what he was saying, but he was showing a ton of motion. I saw the replay uh, from the TV cameras. Yeah, and I heard him uh, essentially admit that he was – that's what it was about on uh, sports radio or the, or the post-game show after 
after the game, he said, you know, I'd be lying if, if I didn't admit to you that this is personal sometimes. You know, you take some of this stuff personal. And you know, I, I think that's another thing that's up you know, this year. I, I feel like Mark Stoops is comfortable, more and more comfortable in his own skin. Kyle Tucker kind of caught up there at the end. You probably could tell a little bit he wasn't ready to finish his thought, but we'll get him back on soon, and um, he'll tell us more about what he thinks of Kentucky football and, of course, Kentucky basketball. Um, coming up next, we are going to talk to hear comments from Cash Daniel, and uh, after that I do have, after the Cash Daniel interview, I do have some uh, an update on a Kentucky basketball commit signee, actually, that isn't good news. Um, but before all that, let me tell you guys one more time, real quick, about Sling TV. I know you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And Sling TV is the best way to get to live games you love without paying for all those extra channels. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Your laptop, uh, your tablet, even your phone. Sling TV... Uh, has no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and most importantly, you can cancel at any time. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. All right, here is our interview, or the interview that Cash Daniel conducted post game i kind of phrase it like that because honestly you know we ask questions to cash but cash much like john calipari both of them potentially could have a future in politics if they were so inclined uh just take the question and run with it and as always uh cash was super entertaining so 10 wins new year's day ball how about that how about that very awesome it's not bad (laughs) so how nervous were you there in that fourth quarter as Penn State is uh, making that comeback. I'm not worried at all. I mean, they got theirs and we got ours, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're still a really good football team. I mean, that's, pretty, that's not, you know, clear out of the way out there, but they're a really well-coached team. We didn't expect them to quit. We expected us to go out and respond. I think we did a really good job there. Our offense did a good job of holding it down for us. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's awesome. Catch, what did it mean to you guys that Josh and Denny, who nobody would have blamed had they not played, that you know they came and you know, made this ball a priority? It shows what kind of great teammates they are, <laughs> and that they care not only about themselves, but they care more about this team and the guys that play for it. So um, it just shows what great teammates and what great guys they are. Uh, I love them both to death, and I love all my seniors to death. Uh, I wish this was the last time I ever stepped on the field with them, but all good things must come to an end. Cash, what do you want this team's legacy to be? Well, we're one of the only 10-win teams in the history of the school, so I think our legacy is pretty much set. Does this, I mean, you get asked this question all the time, but you know, being a Kentucky kid, how much does this mean to you? It was pretty cool. I, I actually I was on Twitter, and I saw on my, maybe one of my TFLs, the announcer, so I gave a shout-out to Paintsville, not just me, but just Paintsville generally. And you know, that was really cool. You know, it was that, uh, that, that small community and the people in it, and not just the community itself, the Paintsville, but the entire Eastern Kentucky and the state of Kentucky has been behind me. So uh, I can't thank you enough. You know, from uh, from Paducah to Pop, I can't thank you enough. What What did you see from you know Josh on the field today? I mean, he had blocked that kick and had a couple key sacks. That's your 
That's your first round pick. I mean, that's what, I mean, that, that's what an NFL draft pick does. He comes out, no matter what the situation may be, you know, how many times, no matter how much time he's taken off, he's going to come out and perform. And he did his thing. I, I couldn't be more proud of Josh. What you think of how DeAndre played today? DeAndre played a hell of a hell of a game. Chris had a hell of a game, too. And it just shows that how hungry these young guys are. It's not just from our linebacker room. It's from every position on the defense, even the position on the offense. The young guys are hungry. And, you know, when you have guys like that that want to come in, that want to stay getting better each and every day, that's something that you're going to have to deal with. If you're on the other side of the ball, you're not going to like to. Murray, you think that was your first sack today? Yeah. yeah. Were you, well, had you been waiting for that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get a complete sack. I mean, I put my hands on him, he tripped, but. <laughs> it's all right. still, right? It's all right, still. I'm in the Josh Allen category now. Guess what makes you confident that even though you were losing all these seniors, you're losing that this is kind of the start of what this program is I mean, it just shows, I mean, this program to come out and do what we just did today and to get this 10th win, I think not only does that help us with recruiting, I think that helps us with getting uh, just the brand of Kentucky football out there more. And hopefully it'll get some people to stop talking crap about us. I, mean, I doubt that'll happen. It's all right, though. But I'm so proud of my coach and my teammates for getting us here. And um, you know, I'm just really forward to looking forward to next season, what it brings. What was it like to lift the trophy and to sort of be a part of all that? That's something heavy. Yeah? <laughs> it was heavy. Uh, but just to see the way when I look now, and I, and I saw champions on it. Now, I've never won uh, a lot in, in when I play in America's basketball, uh, baseball, or football. I've never been on a on a championship team, and I've always seen people celebrating. I've always heard about what they felt, and I see their rings, and that's how it says champions on it. And for that to happen. Uh, I can't put it in words. It means a lot. You know, we worked. We worked so hard all year and all out. And come on, you overcome so much. You overcome injuries, you overcome, you know, everything. Going to class, getting up, going to tutors when you don't want to, and your body's hurting, and you just want to sit there and lay in bed, but you can't. You want to go, to, you got to go to practice, you got to go to these extra meetings, everything. Like, everything that's involved that some people don't understand that, that the outside eye doesn't see a lot. It's a lot, and for this to end this way, completely worth it. Okay, we'll wrap this edition of the show with some news about Dante Allen. It was revealed that he actually had torn his ACL in an injury that occurred on December 22nd. So he will miss the remainder of his senior year. Uh, kind of just terrible news for a guy that was absolutely just crushing it. I mean, having an amazing senior season and could have potentially, you know, been a, uh, scored over 4,000 points in his um, high school career, which I think only two other players had done ever in the history of Kentucky, Kentucky football, or Kentucky high school basketball. Sorry, I have Kentucky football on the mind. Um, but So uh, he'll miss the rest of the season. Uh, John Calipari had a tweet uh, for him today, and he said, I just talked to Dante Allen. He's going to have surgery on his knee, feel bad because he was having a monster year, but like I told him, there are bumps in the road. Adversity is part of the sport, especially basketball. You come out stronger by dealing with it head on. And then he added, I look forward to having him on our campus a lot more now. Um, so so there you go. Um, kind of a bad bad break for him. And uh, a guy who you were able to hear on this podcast uh, a few episodes ago. If you missed that, you can go and find it. Uh, really interesting guy. Who, a guy who chose to stay 
at his hometown school of Pendleton County as opposed to going to some big prep school, which he had an opportunity um, to do. Uh, I'll give you. I'll leave you with this on a positive note, kind of maybe to bring you up from that last uh, news about Dante Allen. Mark Story of the Herald Leader uh, had a tweet, and it's, uh, it's from today. And I'll just read it verbatim. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C. Story. He said, take this for what it's worth, but the only two other times before this season that Kentucky won 10 football games, 11-1 and in 1950-51 and 10-1 and in 77-78, the U.K. men's basketball team went on to win the NCAA championship in the same school year. So there you go. Maybe Kentucky can... Uh, Kentucky basketball can keep up their end of the deal because Kentucky football did their part. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Kentucky. Follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Follow at Locked on UK on Twitter to stay up to date on the latest podcast. And find us on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. However and wherever you're listening to this, please rate review and subscribe and then most importantly share it with somebody else who would enjoy it thanks again to first watch for sponsoring this edition of locked on kentucky we'll talk to you soon You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, uh, you ready to, to go here? I'm going to have to have some background noise because I can only, there's no cell reception in my grandpa's little trailer down in the hole by the lake, so <laughs> I got you. That works. You'll probably hear a golf cart go by. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All right, here we go.